You heard how it went down. Now time to sum it all up. This is Bucks Talk, presented by Gruber Law Offices. One call, that's all. Recap everything you need to know about this game right now. Now here's your host, your analyst, and your MC for the evening. Make some noise! Justin Garcia. We're focused on just playing good basketball. We just kind of take it day by day, focus on how are we improving, how are we getting better. If you're doing the right things day by day, good things will happen. Here we go now! 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 All right, 15 straight wins for the Bucks. They are never going to lose again is uh, basically what we have to take away from these last, uh, what, month plus now? So 10-0 and 0 in February. A 15-game win streak is the longest win streak the NBA has seen since... Phoenix Suns won 18 last year. The Bucs, of course, had an 18-game win streak in the 2019-2020 season. Um, But what really stands out during this win streak is a handful of things. It's not just one thing. Giannis is is incredible. And I think in the first two and a half minutes of the third quarter, Giannis is what stood out. Well, this team has Giannis. You looked at the, the stats at halftime, and you said, all right, what's what's the difference here? What's the story here? And we do this every game. You get to halftime, you get to the postgame. Dave Kane and myself, well, uh, all right, the Bucks won. What was the story here? And you just do a quick glance of what jumps off the page here. In that first half, a couple of things jumped off the page, and that was turnovers. And not a whole lot of help for Giannis. Bucks cut down on the turnovers in the second half, and Giannis just started to dominate that the help didn't so much matter. It started to show up as he just started to take over. And as we've seen for the last at least five seasons, when he's taken over, it opens things up for everyone. He was incredible. Chris Middleton was very good in the second half of this game. And uh, Brooke Lopez, I mentioned this on the post game. Seven double-doubles this season, and it's easy to look at that and say, okay, well, seven is not a lot. He's played 60 games, and he has seven double-doubles. It's less than 10% of the games. But we point this out because Brooke Lopez isn't really traditionally a double-double guy. This started towards the end in Brooklyn, certainly the case in Los Angeles. He started to do those things that it doesn't show up on the stat sheet, and it wasn't just, well, it's a center that gets 10 rebounds a game. He started to create rebounds, and you looked at the team rebounding rate on the teams that Brooke Lopez was on. It started to go up, even though he was averaging around five rebounds a game because he's creating those opportunities. Seven double-doubles this season. Brooke Lopez has just kind of said, all right, I'm, I'm just getting that. And we saw that Sunday afternoon in Phoenix, or against the Phoenix Suns in Milwaukee, where Brooke Lopez just said, you know what, I'm just going to get this. Did the same thing against the Miami Heat. I'm the biggest guy on the floor. I'm just I'm just going to get this. I'm not tapping it out there. I'm grabbing this, and we're starting a fast break. Seven double-doubles this season. And in the previous four years in Milwaukee, prior to this season, he played 232 games in a Bucks uniform. He had nine double-doubles in those 232 games. And he has seven in 60 games this season. So he has been fantastic this year. Drew Holiday, we 
We talked about it at length Sunday after what he did to the Phoenix Suns. He's been incredible. Giannis is still the best player in the league. And we kept waiting all season. Just wait until this team is healthy. Hey, don't worry just yet. Let's wait until everybody's there. You still don't have everybody. And you got a 15-game win streak now. 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank talking text line to join us tonight on Bucks Talk. 15 straight wins. Best record in basketball. It feels like the best is yet to come because you're still waiting for some pieces to fall into place here. You're basically healthy, but now it's just a matter of let's make sure Wesley Matthews is available and good to go here. And and that schedule is going to determine a lot with back-to-back tomorrow and a back-to-back Saturday into Sunday. So a lot of back-to-backs on the horizon for the Bucs. I do want to take a look at some of the defensive numbers that we've seen for the Bucs this season. Now, it's... It's starting to really get to the point that we expected to see things for this Bucks team. Offense, we'll get to that. But some of the defensive numbers really stand out during this 15-game win streak. And Philadelphia. We keep talking about who has the most difficult schedule remaining. I think when you look at what Philly is in the midst of right now, it really shines a light on just how difficult it is and how potentially huge not even potentially. It is huge. The game on Saturday against the 76ers. We'll talk about that and this Orlando Magic team. We got to preview that too because it's easy to sleep on them. They're not the same old Magic. We'll tell you that much. Uh, 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank talking text line. We got a lot to get to after this on Buckstar. Returns. This is Buckstar. Pull-up shot from Cam Johnson misses, and Giannis is there to sweep away the rebound. He wants more. He goes right back to the hole, and he sends it down. Oh, you did not. Giannis onto the Kumpo, serving up the facial right at you. Oh, my goodness. He went right into the face of Finney Smith and just absolutely abused him. 33 points tonight from Giannis, and uh, he and Brooke Lopez were as big as anyone in this comeback. Again, a a 10-point margin at halftime. It is only the third time in these last 15 games during this win streak that the Bucs have have been down at halftime. The previous two times were to the Lakers and the Clippers, where they trailed by seven in each of those games. It's the largest halftime deficit they had faced since they played the Toronto Raptors and also trailed by 10 at halftime. And that was obviously prior to this win streak. That was in uh, mid-January, I believe the 17th of January. So it had been over a month since you had faced a deficit like that. And that's really what stood out during this win streak. The Bucks are getting off to a fast start. And they're putting teams away. It's a it's a wonder. It's it's amazing how few leads you give up when you're healthy and you have most of your complement of players on the floor. 855-616-1620. The old National Bank talking text line to join us tonight on Bucks Talk. Let's uh, head to the phone lines and catch up with our pal Ricky in Honey Creek. You kick things off. How's it going, Ricky? Hey, it's going good. Um, another win here for the Bucks. That's the most uh, any wins fifteen this season. 
and um, the Milwaukee Bucks really started off this game slow, and uh, I think they were down by 12 or so at the end of that first quarter. They were able to cut it to 10 at halftime, but after that halftime, the Bucks um, really managed to pull away with this thing. But it seems like every time Giannis was was not on the floor, the Brooklyn Nets would make a tiny run. And so it would keep going back and forth. The Nets would make a run. The Bucks would make a run. Bucks would pull within four, and the Nets would make it over 10 again. But um, really glad to see Giannis back out there. Uh, another 30-plus point game. And uh, Brooke Lopez doing what he does best in blocking shots. And then uh, late in that fourth quarter, Chris Middleton uh, making some threes when we needed him to. And then um, Grayson Allen, he still needs some practice in shooting there. But um, when this Bucks team, I mean, they're getting healthier. And when they get fully healthy, this is going to be a really solid team. And I really think that they're going to win another championship. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. Uh, Ricky, thanks for the call. Um, you're just waiting on Wesley Matthews now. Uh, I would guess he's not going to play tomorrow, he being Wesley Matthews. Uh, just because the way uh, the way Bud kind of answered the question Sunday, he told us immediately Wes isn't going to play on Tuesday in Brooklyn. You got to – you got another back-to-back at the end of the week. He's not playing in both of those games this weekend. And a calf strain is something you just have to be extra cautious with, especially a player the age of Wesley Matthews. So I would assume you're not going to play him. I think ideally you'd, you'd love to have him Saturday for the Philadelphia 76ers because, as we mentioned, that's a huge game. Philadelphia has to win that game. I know it's March 4th on Saturday. you still got over a month left in the season. That is a must-win game for the 76ers because the way this Bucs team is playing, you got a game left with the Boston Celtics. It's at home, but it's night two of a back-to-back. I think there's a very good chance the game prior to that against the Indiana Pacers on the road, you're probably either playing very, very light minutes for your regulars or guys like Giannis and and Drew and potentially Chris may not play at all. That Celtics game is going to be far more important. And back-to-back games, Celtics and Sixers at home. But this Saturday is a must-win game for the 76ers because it is a brutal schedule they have in the second half. They're already four back of the Bucks in the loss column. They're three back of the Celtics in the loss column. You lose this game. You could be six games back in the loss column. Who knows what happens the rest of the week for Philly. And as I mentioned, we keep saying, hey, Philadelphia has the toughest schedule left of the second half of the season or the final 25 games. Uh, but to, to put some context behind that, they opened up the post-All-Star schedule with the Memphis Grizzlies. Oh, by the way, the second best team in the Western Conference. They erased a 17-point win, or a 17-point lead margin. Came back to win that. A big win, and you thought, huh, maybe this is a building block for Philly. Then that loss 
that heartbreaking, gut-wrenching loss to the Celtics on Saturday night. Then a, a borderline bad loss to the Miami Heat last night. Now you have a game in Miami with the Heat tomorrow. So your first four post-All-Star break games, home against Memphis, second best record in the West, home against the Celtics, best record in the East and in basketball at that time, home against Miami, who was in the top six at that point, on the road against Miami, who is now seventh in the East, on the road in Dallas against the Mavericks, who also need that game. They're going through some struggles. And then Saturday on the road against the Bucks. So you're looking at potentially you lose that game in Milwaukee. If you lose in Dallas, Philadelphia 76ers could potentially be six back in the lost column of the Bucks. At that point, it's over. You're not catching the Bucks. And then it really just becomes the Bucs and the Celtics. So Philadelphia absolutely needs this game on Saturday. And they have a handful of those games. And to me, it makes Saturday all the more important. I'm going to keep saying this. If you can put one of those away, you got to do it. You go back to last Saturday when it was, well, if the Sixers win, you're tied with the Celtics or you're a half game up, I believe. Maybe that would be best. No, you want as much distance as you can. Tommy, you're familiar. You're a fan of the sweet science. It's like a triple threat match. Take one of those guys out. When right. the ref's, ref's not looking, hit him with a chair. Throw him outside of the ring so it's just you and one other guy that are going at it. Got to go for the belt. Got to go for the belt. You don't want that triple threat match, and that's what the Bucks are doing now, burying the 76ers. 855-616-1620. The Old National Bank talking text line, Old National Bank, get old. And here's the other thing. On paper, relatively easy stretch that the Bucks have for the next handful of games. I'm telling you, tomorrow's not going to be easy. Not just because it's a back-to-back. This is a different Magic team than you last saw in early December. We'll tell you why in just a little bit. Uh, after the Philly game, the Wizards, 10th in the East. They're not a very good team. Then the Magic again in Orlando. Then this Brooklyn Nets team at home. And by the way, there was a report surfacing tonight that the Nets, you didn't see them tonight, but the Nets may be shutting down Ben Simmons for the season. And then on the road, this seemed much more daunting earlier this season, but on the road in Golden State in San Francisco against the Warriors. So a relatively light stretch that the Bucks have before at Sacramento, at Phoenix, and then that really, really difficult stretch towards the end of the season at Denver, Boston, Philadelphia, Memphis, all in your last handful of games. So now's the time to really start to put away those teams Behind you, not so much the Celtics, but definitely the 76ers. We'll talk about the Magic and also this 15-game win streak that the Bucs are currently on. What jumps out by the numbers and how does it compare to the 18-game win streak we referenced from three seasons ago? We'll tell you after this on Bucks Talk. Oh, baby, it's electric. Carter the other way, gives to Crowder. He lobs to Giannis, and he's at it again. Rocking the rim for the second time in his many trips on the alley-oop. Crowder to Giannis.
just decided suicide and without your love in up on my daily schedule what the fuck you for 118 104 what happened there tommy that was the end of the bump you took your sweet oh, time geez. 118-104, Bucks win it in Brooklyn, taking down the Nets for their 15th straight win. Uh, you can't sleep on the opponent tomorrow, the Orlando Magic. We'll get to that momentarily. But I do want to do want to get to something here as we take a look at these numbers. During this win streak, the Bucks have a 105.4 defensive rating. Where would you guess that ranks? During this 15-game win streak, so I'm only looking at games played January 23rd and afterwards. Top 10. Wow. Is that is that too big of a range? <laughs> top five. It's number one, top 10. It's in the, it's in the top half. Like, way to go out on a limb there. Top 20. Yeah, it's number one in Both defensive rating. Both were correct, by the way. Number one in defensive rating and... and Almost by a wide margin. Somehow, somehow, the Chicago Bulls have the second-best defensive rating from January 23rd on. Pat Bev effect. At one game. 106.2 is the Bulls' defensive rating. 105.4 is the Bucks. A big gap then. The Cavaliers are third at 109.4. So the Bucks. I don't even know if you can include the Bulls. I don't know how they're up there. It's a bad defensive team, but somehow the last three weeks they've been fine. Uh, Between one and three, that's separated by four points per 100 possessions. Remarkable. Offense has been the issue for the Bucs all season long, right? Offensive rating as a whole for the Bucs this season, including tonight's performance. 112.7. Here's where I'll I'll, I'll take your your wide stab. Where would you guess 112.7 ranks in the NBA? Uh, Top 29. And this is is all 61 games, not just the 15-game win streak. It is top 29, yes. It's 23rd in the NBA. Not great. Bottom 10 is their offense. 109.1 109.1 defensive rating is best in the NBA. But during the win streak, a lot of what's wrong with the Bucks' offense? Well, part of it is they weren't healthy. There's still been some, some areas of concern in the half court. But during this win streak, 13th in offensive rating. Hey, I'll take that. If you can be around 10, great. And last year, the Bucks were third. When you didn't have Chris Middleton for most of the first half of the season, Pat Connaughton missed the first month, Joe Ingles you didn't get until right before Christmas, the offense wasn't going to be third again, even if you have Giannis, even with Drew Holiday cooking like he has been, right? But they're 13th during the win streak. Feels like that's kind of where it should be. And most impressively, 11.4 net rating, best in basketball, nearly three points Per 100 possessions, better than the second-best team, the Cavaliers. The third-best team is the Knicks, who are 5.6, half as good as the Bucks. So you're seeing the Bucks and the Cavs have been really good by those numbers. And for the season as a whole, again, Bucks are right behind the Sixers for the uh, would-be the fifth-best 
net rating in basketball. And that was another area where they were in the middle, lower, bottom 10. Now here they come. Right now sixth, but not a whole lot of uh, of distance. They're separating the Bucks, the Sixers, the Grizzlies. And that matchup on Saturday could determine who jumps into fifth or higher. So I promise this. These numbers, yeah, it's great. I mean, your numbers should be good during a 15-game win streak. How does this compare to that 18-game win streak we referenced? So, and I understand this is radio, it's audio, it's not great to just spit out numbers at you. But 15-0 during this streak, 13th best offense, best defense, best net rating. And again, 105.4 defensive rating. If we go back three-plus years ago, 2019, Bucks went on an 18-game win streak. November 10th is when it started. It was one game after a loss in Utah to the Jazz. When Joe Ingles hit a buzzer beater in the corner, I remember it very, very vividly after a Chris Middleton turnover. Joe Ingles hits the game-winning three. The Bucks then would win the next 18 straight games. November 10th to December 14th, 2019, is when this win streak took place. During that streak... The Bucs had a 116.8 offensive rating. During this 15-game streak, the Bucs have a 116.8 offensive rating. We mentioned the 105.4 defensive rating this year. Defensive ratings are higher all around because offense has been really, really good in the NBA. It was 101.2 defensive rating during that win streak in 2019. So you had a net rating near 16. But defense has been a little tougher to achieve those numbers. And again, Bucks lead the league in defensive rating, and they're at 109. That is the highest leading defensive rating we have seen in decades. That's where the offense has been this season. So by the numbers, rebounding rate is almost identical. Their assist ratio, assist percentage, all of this, the pace that they're playing at, almost identical to the 18-game win streak. True shooting percentage, effective field goal percentage. I lost most of you because it's too nerdy. But what they're doing by the numbers is identical to what they did three seasons ago when they won 18 straight games. We thought they were going to win the NBA title. I think part of it was COVID happening, the bubble, all of that. They got their title a year later. Trending in the right direction is what we mean to say here for the Bucks. 855-616-1620 is the number to join us tonight. Still a little bit of time to hear from you on Bucks Talk when we come back. Who are the Orlando Magic and why is this team different than the last time the Bucks faced them? We'll tell you why after this. To try his hand at another three, and this time he deposits it right in the middle of the cylinder. And just like that, that 10-point halftime deficit, it took them two minutes and 38 seconds. Two and a half minutes to erase that 10-point margin, and the, the first 12 points in the second half came from both Giannis and Brooke Lopez. Seven from Giannis, five from Brooke. Mikael Bridges with a 10 to nothing run himself, but the Bucks answered that call and uh, just took over early in the fourth and never looked back. 15th straight win. Uh, this is the fourth longest win streak in franchise history. They have a pair of 16-game win streaks. 
1971. So that 1971 season, you had a 10-game win streak, you had a 16-game win streak, and you had a 20-game win streak. But 1971, you had a 16-game win streak. It was toppled by the New York Knicks. The 1973-74 season, where they reached the NBA Finals but did not win, they also had a 16-game win streak. It was toppled by the Seattle Supersonics. Rest in peace. And in uh, 2020, well, the 2019-2020 season, that 18-game win streak that we referenced was ended by the Dallas Mavericks. 116 to 120 at home. The 20 game win streak in 1971, the Chicago Bulls ended it. Up next is the Orlando Magic. 15 straight wins for the Bucs. And this Magic team, I mentioned this earlier. I was a little optimistic about Orlando coming into the season. And I do believe if you pull the tape, and go back to September, October, as we're getting into our Bucks coverage, Tommy, you'll find me saying, you know what? I think the Magic could be in the play-in tournament. I think they got something in this Paolo Banquero guy. I think there's a lot of wing depth here. This is an interesting team, and who knows? The bottom of the East may be pretty, pretty bad. They started the season 5-20. and 20. Joke was on me. The 20th loss was at the hands of the Bucks in Orlando. That was a game where Giannis scored 34 points. Chris Middleton was on the floor. Only 26 minutes and was 1 of 11 from the field. But Giannis was big. Bobby Portis had a double-double. Drew Holiday had a double-double, near triple-double from Drew. And that was the, the initial game where it was, huh, maybe they got something in A.J. Green. When he hit four threes. And the Bucks beat the Magic. So they're five and twenty. Since that game on December 5th, the Magic followed that up with a six-game win streak. They beat the Clippers in overtime. They beat the Celtics twice. Remember that when the Bucs were finally starting to claw and get close to the Celtics in mid-December in the uh, Eastern Conference standings? They beat the Hawks. They beat the Raptors twice. They won six straight games. They were 5-20, and and right now the Magic are 26-36. and So 21-16 and that they've gone in their last 37 games, and that includes wins over some good teams. They beat the Denver Nuggets. We mentioned beating the Celtics twice. They beat the Timberwolves since they've started to right the ship. They split with the 76ers. They nearly beat Philly twice on the road in both of those games. They beat the Magic, or excuse me, they beat the Celtics once again. So three wins against the Celtics. A close loss to the Denver Nuggets after beating the Nuggets. They beat the Warriors. They took the Grizzlies down to the wire. This is a much different team. This is going to be a tough matchup for the Bucs. They played Monday. It's not a back-to-back for Orlando. And they don't play again until Friday. So they're going to be well-rested. They're young. They're playing well right now. And... Paolo Bancaro just uh, matched what Shaquille O'Neal has done with the most 30-point games as a rookie in Magic franchise history. He has been that good. He's averaging 20 points a game. Franz Wagner's been very good for them. Bull Bull is a freak show. They're all length. 
So we talk about the size advantage that the Bucks typically have. You would think they're the more physical team, but they're not necessarily going to have size against the Orlando Magic. But the guy that has been most instrumental in turning things around for the Magic, and this is where it's almost ironic, because tonight you played the Brooklyn Nets, who again, and I know I'm not the only one saying this, if we rewind the clock 12 months, basically 54 weeks ago, what if the what if the 76ers and Nets just don't do that deal? What if Brooklyn says, eh, you know, James, if you're going to leave, fine. But if you're here this year, we can win a title. So if you want to leave in the offseason, go ahead. But we're trying to win a title, so we're keeping you. What if they don't I mean, make that trade? go even farther back, what if Kevin Durant's foot is behind well, the line? look. I, I mean, sure. But the Bucs earned that series. What I'm saying is, what if, what if the Nets just don't make that trade? Ben Simmons' contract is an albatross. So what if you don't make that trade? If James Harden does leave for Philly in the offseason, it sucks, but at least you, you're not saddled with that Ben Simmons contract. And oh, by the way, as we learned tonight, it sounds like Ben Simmons is going to be shut down for the remainder of the season. So the irony is Ben Simmons and Markel Fultz. Tonight, you didn't see Ben Simmons. You may not see him again this season. Tomorrow night, you're going to see Markel Fultz, and he's been as big as anyone in Orlando in them turning things around. Who would have thought that two or three years ago? Let's go back three years. Let's go back to just before Game 6 in Philadelphia. or Game 7 in Philadelphia, I beg your pardon, between the Sixers and the Hawks in the semifinals. Before that game is tipped. And I said, hey, Last chance, you can trade Ben Simmons for Markel Fultz. Not a single person says, yeah, I'll take that trade. Now here we are. No one wouldn't take Markel Fultz over Ben Simmons. That's how things have gone for both of these teams. And the Magic are reaping the benefits right now. A Markel Fultz, it, look, his numbers, it's not as though it's, it's great, but he's been very good in the last month and a half. And he's become a rotational piece Talked about the length and the wings that the Magic have. You need some help in the backcourt, and that's what Markel Fultz is giving them. So this is going to be a test for the Bucs tomorrow, if for no other reason than it could be one of those dreaded trap games. You're on night two of a back-to-back. We mentioned that Philly game on Saturday is huge. It's a must-win game for Philly. You got that in front of you. You got to take care of business and don't let up against the Orlando Magic Tomorrow night, 855-616-1620. Still a little bit of time to hear from you. Um, I want to take a look at the rest of the Eastern Conference. We'll get you caught up on the rest of the scores as well. Tomorrow, big day in the Eastern Conference. I'll tell you after this on Bucks Talk. Ain't no way they can stop me now. Fifteen straight for the Bucks, taking down the Nets in Brooklyn, 118 to 104. You got the trap game tomorrow night with the Orlando Magic at Fiserv Forum looking to push this to 16. That would match the second longest win streak in franchise history. 20 is the longest, and that occurred in the 1971 championship season. So I mentioned tomorrow's a big day in the Eastern Conference because everybody 
everybody in the top of the standings is playing. So one through six, Bucks, Celtics, Sixers. Then the Cavaliers, the Knicks, the Nets, and you know what? We'll throw in the Heat, too, who are the seventh seed. All of those teams play tomorrow. The Celtics play the Cavs. That's a big game. And again, the separation thing, right? Fatal four-way in this instance. Tommy, push that team out. Maybe this is an elimination, right? Eliminate the Cavs. Just keep pushing them further down and make this a two- and three-horse race. Hardcore rules. Hardcore rules, right? Elimination chamber we got going on here. So you got the Cavs and the Celtics. That game is in Boston, too. If the Heat and the Sixers in Miami, the Heat just beat the Sixers. The Nets and the Knicks play each other tomorrow. That's six and five. And then the Bucks and the Magic. And I'm going to keep saying it don't sleep on the Magic potentially catching the Wizards and getting to 10. So one through seven are all in action tomorrow. And look, if you win. If you beat the Magic, you are going to gain more ground on either the Celtics or Cavs, the Sixers or the Heat, and the Nets or the Knicks. So you're going to continue to add that separation with a win tomorrow. And it's at a place where the Bucks still remain very, very good. 26-5 and at home this season. Only the Denver Nuggets have a better home record at 28-4. and And this win tonight, too, 18-12 on the road. They're tied with the Knicks for the second-best road record in basketball behind only the Boston Celtics, who are 20-11. and 11. So a great, great couple of weeks here for the Bucs with this 15-game win streak, with the Celtics' loss, and with now the Bucs continuing to win and moving past Boston, and a chance for even more of that tomorrow with every single team, one through seven in the Eastern Conference, in Action tomorrow night, seven o'clock tip from Pfizer Forum. Six thirty is when pregame with Dave Kane and myself begins on these airwaves. And as always, be sure to tune in afterwards for Bucks Talk. My thanks to everybody for tuning in and interacting with us on the show tonight, and to Tommy Words for producing the show. Talk to you tomorrow night with more Bucks Talk.